Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show that never ends. This is Sports Society. Coming back at you with another podcast. We are currently Sunday night per usual. Um, and today we've got Luke Delure coming on, who has just been a soldier. Before he gets on, I've made a huge mistake with my last podcast. And um, and my, my recording was echoed the entirety of, of the episode whenever Luke was on. And we recorded a 50-minute long episode. Um, of just constant recording. So I, it's, I mean, for Luke to come back on after that is, um, it's, it's, it's truly insane. It really is. So um, that being said, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice to have Luke back on. And here he comes. Luke T. Luke T, how you doing, man? good how are you this guy is tired listen luke i just went into the uh to the details of kind of what's just occurred um uh, without a doubt my biggest misstep as a podcast host was what just occurred luke how are you doing you know what um i'm pretty tired it's like 12 o'clock but i'm good man i got a golf tournament tomorrow morning so it should be fun understandable um it is now what is it it's it's now eleven fifty one. i mean i'm just keeping this kid up i feel horrible about it um i really do i mean at, at the end of the day business is business but um uh, we we do have lives here on sports society we do have stuff to do but you know we 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 fight on and and having luke on is a blessing anyway um we started last podcast we'll we're, we'll keep it fresh with this one uh with with Mizzou and, and how Mizzou's doing because Luke is really in tune with that sort of th- stuff. So what have you liked from Mizzou, both football and basketball? Well, basketball seems to be heading in the right direction. Um, if you guys didn't know, if you guys are Mizzou fans and didn't know, uh, our assistant coach, who's also our main recruiter, his name is, uh, he goes by C.Y. Young. It's like Charleston, I forgot what the other one is, Young. Mm-hmm. And he was a hot candidate for a head coaching job, for a couple uh, head coaching jobs. And he decided that he liked the culture here so much that he wanted to stay here instead and be the assistant. So mm-hmm. that was really nice to see. Because if we would have lost him, it would have been a, a huge blow to the recruiting side of things. I was going to say, he's a big recruiting guy, right? He was, uh, he, he's headed some of our biggest, uh, biggest guys that we've got. Um, he seems to be bringing in the right guys, and to keep him is huge. Yeah, and he used to be a coach at Florida State, and he recruited a player who were in his top three now. He's probably one of the best remaining players in the portal. His name's Matthew Cleveland hmm. from Florida State, and he's got him in our top. We got Mizzou in his top three, so that's really good to see. Yeah. And he's like a 14 point per game scorer, small forward. You can never have too many of those guys. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, for sure. Is How tall is he? Do you know? I mean, he's probably like six, 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 seven. Okay. Yeah. So, like, nothing crazy tall or anything like that. Yeah. Center's going to be an issue next year because we have, as of right now, we have a walk on last year who barely played. If not, he didn't play. His name's Mabor Majak. Yep. Barely got on the game. And then we have a uh, four-star coming in. Uh, I think he's like top 100. His name's Jordan Butler mm-hmm. from uh, out of high school. And I mean, he's not bad. Either. He's a really good offensive player. It's just defensively. He really struggles down low. Whatever. Mm. And he's really slow. So that doesn't help a lot because we were a really fast-paced team as we saw last year for sure with the way that Dennis likes to get out of the transition so that could be a, a big struggle point for him luckily though there is still one dude who if you know him from last year Mizzou fans thought we had him bagged up his name is Jamarian Sharp the seven foot five center out of Western Kentucky yeah and he's still available on the portal we've been in contact with him for a while so 
getting a guy like him would be pretty huge for us considering that we have a lot of empty minutes that need to be filled in at center right now. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. That makes the sense. Side of things, I think we're looking pretty good. We should be able to run it back next year, especially with the Especially if Isaiah Mosley can come back for another year, if he actually stays on the court. It'd be just a dream if he came back. But and I like the the class we have coming in. Trent Pierce, our best player, moved up twenty spots in the rankings, so he's nearly a top fifty player in the country now. That's awesome. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, Mizzou hype posted that. Yeah, shout out to Mizzou hype. But. Uh, yeah, they posted that, and and Trent Pierce looks really good. I've I've ever since he committed, I've watched a bunch of his stuff, and um, he looks like an explosive guy. He looks like he can really, really do uh, things on on multiple levels on the offensive end, and he looks like he has a capability defensively too. Yeah, he's his off his I'm sorry his high school team uh, was so good that they're the fifty fourth best part of the country. AKA Trent was their sixth man because they had four or five stars in the starting lineup. That's wild. Where did he play? Uh, what was Arizona, Arizona Compass? Oh, okay. Okay. They got second in nationals. They lost their final game, but they're usually up there with like Montverde and all those yeah. schools. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're really good. They're really good. West, West Coast basketball is different. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, good. And then from the football side of things, um, you know, we, I think we have a lot of upside, um, like you said, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you all said, Brady Cook is, is our, is our, is our quarterback still, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Like, like we, we just can't face it anymore. Brady Cook sucks dick at football. <laughs> uh, he wasn't good for a single drive last year during what I saw. Like, whenever we would sit together at football games, you literally would tweet out, get this motherfucker off the field. During it the actually game. costed me, funny thing is in hindsight, that, that tweet costed me a Mizzou football internship opportunity. Um, I No, I actually, I, I, I emailed... Uh, there was like an open thing if you wanted to apply and be an intern. I I emailed um, like Mizzou football or whatever to try to be the intern. And the lady who runs it emailed me back. And she and she sent me pictures of my Twitter of like of like what I had tweeted about Brady Cook. And she was like, um, although you look you look like a good candidate um, and I get that you're passionate about the game. We can't have negativity about our athletes or whatever in the program. And so, yeah, basically Brady Cook's poor play, um, uh, you know, threw away my, my chance at an internship for Mizzou football, which sucks. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't apologize. I, I didn't apologize. I said, I'm sorry that I wasn't what you're looking for. You know, it's just one of those things. apologize for. I yeah. think Brady Cook's a very uh, common theme on these podcasts. And it's honestly like we just can't talk about it enough because he's just really bad at his job. It's almost like he has to have Twitter, right? Or yeah. some sort of social media. Because he, he has to see what people say, right? He gets cooked by social media. Yeah. Mizzou fans hate him. <laughs> it's he true. He's made my dad and your dad just get so pissed off sometimes oh. like I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's I, I hate him. He's like trying to be a model or something like that right now. You see that Instagram post today? He needs to try something else. He needs to try, you know, uh, try Fortnite or something. I mean, football is not, is not for him. I, I get he was good in high school um, and he, he's been he's a Mizzou guy since he was a kid. High school. Huh? He was mediocre as fuck in high school. Really? I thought he was I really watched, good. I watched his high school film, and I'd take Grant Gibson over him. That's just my opinion. Damn! Shout out to Grant Gibson. Um, that's a W take though, because anybody over Brady Cook. I mean, um, I know a couple of my buddies who go to Lindenwood were saying that like 
the quarterbacks in Lindenwood are better than Brady Cook. Like it's it's no joke. Everybody knows that Brady Cook isn't good. It's just like, why is Shrink playing him? For the love of God, why? Like it, it was the headache that I had the entire 2022 season, um, and I shared that headache with a lot of Mizzou fans. I don't apologize for anything that I said about about Brady Cook starting. Um, I, I really don't think I was wrong about any of it. I think that he costed us at least three wins. I think we could have been um, that. I mean, that wide receiver core in general, like any any other quarterback in the entire nation, could have worked with that. Um, Basilak would have been better with those guys um, that Brady Cook was. It was like I, I hated Basilak, but like at the end of the day, he gave us a chance offensively. You just knew it was going to be bad with Brady Cook. I mean, we were a walking seventeen points a game. Yeah, I felt like every week. I'd see us lose by a touchdown and our defense would play out of their ass good, which by the way, we returned a lot of defensive players, which is great. Mm-hmm. Our defense was rock solid last year. Our defense was, I think top three in the SEC and we were six and six. That goes to show like how terrible our offense is, like terrible. And we had, and Cody Schrader, the receivers played really well all year. Yep, there's one issue. I wonder what could have held that back. Yeah, there's one issue, and it's the guy who's taking snaps. Um, I just hope that Drink sees that it's an issue. He kind of like, I don't know, Drink bothers me in that way. He's very stubborn about things. He let Basilak finish out the season when Basilak wasn't playing well. He he did the same with Cook. Um, you know, this is our guy. Well, no, he's not because he keeps throwing games. He keeps um, he keeps throwing interceptions. He keeps fumbling the ball. He 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 can't make a throw, um, and it's all of that that goes into Mizzou football. I want to move away because I'm getting uh, I'm getting a little bit too heated right now. Um, Mizzou football is my my favorite thing on the entire planet, and um, you know to hear all of this is uh, it's it's pretty it sucks. I'm gonna be honest, it sucks. You know. Yeah, I've, the, I was a. Uh... No, whenever I first started actually watching it, I got to see us play two SEC championship games. And, like my dad went to both of them, hmm. and I thought we were actually like you know good at the sport. And then I got older, and we've only gotten worse. And you gotten wiser. We had some dogs back in the day, though. We had some dogs. We had James Franklin, uh, Maddie Mock was a dog. Drew Lock was a dog. Um, yeah, DGB was a dog. Uh, Lada- um, what's his name? Ladamian Washington, I think it was. He was a dog at wide receiver. We used to have like three guys on the field at a time that were like six two and up. We had the longest wide receiver core in the nation. Um, it was just, yeah, yeah. I said Drew. Yeah, I said Drew Luck. I think, but Albert O. Albert O. was was cold. He was cold. Most slept on tight end of all time, Albert Akum something something. I mean, he he is a he is an announcer's nightmare. But I, I want to move to the NBA. I want to move to Lakers uh, Grizzlies, where um, LeBron got punched in the dick. We can just go out and say it. LeBron got punched in the dick. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was intentional. I don't think you punch another guy's like testicles intentionally. I think he was just playing defense. He got crossed. And then the fist went up, hit him in the nuts. Listen, it was ruled a flagrant two. I don't think it was a flagrant one, or I don't even think it was a flagrant one, to be honest. And they got it right by not suspending him. But would it have mattered? No, the Grizzlies got stomped. Okay, they got stomped. And I think the Lakers win that one in six. Um, I think I think they just have too much. The Lakers are really, really good. I think a lot of people see their seed. They don't think they're very good. The Lakers are very good. They're a very good basketball team. They're playing at a very high clip. Um, Anthony Davis hasn't even been playing really that well, and they are still um, just stomping on people. And and the Grizzlies, to be quite honest, they, they didn't really look like a real team in that game. No, they didn't at all. Ja obviously getting hurt first game. Not ideal for the Grizzlies. But – what really is standing out is the fact that the Lakers had the best deadline out of everybody. 100%. The guys, like, 
this wasn't even necessarily like close to the deadline, but even trading for Rui, he's got three straight 20-plus points off the bench. Mm. Three straight games, which is I – mean, you can't really ask for anything more than your six-man to, to drop 20 a game. He had 30 in that first game, right? Um, He did. Yeah, he yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had 30, and Reeves had, like, 24. Like, it was one of the most efficient bench games I've ever seen. And then you got guys like Jerry Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell. Like, they got all these solid rotation guys. They do. They're very deep. The two top 15 players in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Which is just ridiculous. Um, very deep. They're 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 ridiculously deep, and what LeBron is doing night after night at 38 years old, I think, is what a lot of people don't understand. He is still a consistent, good player in the rotation. He gets 25 to 30 a game. Um, at at the age that he's at, with with the assists and with the rebounds that he still gets, um, he he isn't the superstar takeover type that he that he once was. And you can watch the game and realize that that is the case. That that the Lakers the Lakers guy is is Anthony Davis. That's their guy, and LeBron runs things on the court. But at the end of the day, um, the, the ball will go to Anthony Davis. I feel, and and uh, I think LeBron is okay with that at, at this point in his career. Well, I mean, older you get, you gotta accept that you can't be you can't be prime LeBron for you can't be Superman. Of, can't be yeah. Superman the rest of your career and. When you have a guy with probably a top two ceiling in the NBA and Anthony Davis, if you get a full healthy season out of him, he's probably winning the MVP. I mean, whenever he's on the court, the Lakers are just such a better team. He just never is. But you're right. You're right. MVP caliber player. Really. I was I was actually pretty surprised. I feel like he was on the court a lot more this year than he has. He was. No, hundred percent he was. Um and and it was it was the reason that he was on the court especially with the latter part of the year after the trade deadline. Um, that was the reason that the Lakers got a, a push going and were able to get um, to, to that higher seed in the, in the play-in, um, if I remember yeah, right, with, with the way it ended up. When Anthony Davis is clicking and he's on the floor, he's going to give you a consistent 30 and 10. And he's going to space the floor. He's going to block shots. Like He's... Probably the best defensive part of the NBA, too. Yeah. If you watch his paint presence, like, Giannis shits bricks against Anthony Davis. It's it's crazy. I've never seen Giannis fold like that to someone like Anthony Davis in the paint. Yeah. That's it's just different. He's a different beast down there. Um, I, I, I mean, they're just so... They're multi-dimensional. So many guys can can kill you. Um, well, we we moved to the Knicks Cavs uh, series, which was one that I was looking forward to. I still am. I think the Cavaliers can can come back, but they they look like they're getting killed. Um, the Cavs Knicks is currently at three uh, one now. I mean, the cat yeah the Cavs. I mean, for the second time now, are down three one in the playoffs. Let's see if they can kind of repeat what's happened in 2016. But, uh, I mean, you're just not getting good games, like you said before, from Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Brunson is – he looks at home in in New York. He looks like he found a spot, and he's he's really loving it there. Yeah, you know what the craziest part is? Uh, Whenever they traded for Josh Hart, which is like – it's a pretty small move. Yeah. But that's former former college teammate Jalen Brunson. He's just been – different yeah. since that trade. It's I don't know what it is. It's like uh Darren Fox and Leak Monk, the Kentucky boys. Whenever they play together, their chemistry is so good. Yeah. And just watching like watching Jalen Brunson play basketball is so satisfying. He seems to make the right move pretty much every time. He's one of the smoothest operators you can find in the NBA on the floor. Yeah. And he's such a good creator. He drives to the rim for being a guy who's all of six foot tall, maybe not even six foot tall. By the way, Josh Hart, one of the most underrated rebounders in terms of guards in the league. He's up there with Russell Westbrook in terms of rebound numbers. 
Um, if you if you really go into it, he's an excellent rebounder. If you watch the game, he gets a lot of integral rebounds that like that help out Jalen Brunson get open. I, I remember one play specifically, he got a rebound and passed it right out to Brunson who hit a three. Um, that it was it's just things like that, man. I mean, um, the Knicks are getting. By the way, I, I don't want this to go unnoticed. R.J. Barrett's getting twenty six. I mean, that's that's huge. The Knicks are getting a, a great score in Barrett. Um, and and I see the, a lot of disrespect to R.J. Barrett, like a lot of disrespect. Yeah. Okay, I get it. He was picked third, and he was supposed to be like the next like huge thing. But I mean, he still gives you like twenty five every two or three games. Like you kind of yeah. have to work with it. He is even the main guy. That's why you have Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle for. Well, to be fair, he is he for, for a forward. I think he's pretty average. But what is he? I mean, what is he like six eight? He's a small forward, maybe even a shooting guard. Let's see. R.J. Barrett is oh, he's six six. Hmm. That is smaller, I guess, than I th- than I thought. Um, yeah, he's six six two fifteen. So, um, in terms of his body, yeah, he's hundred percent a smaller a smaller guy. But um, he's very skilled. Uh, he's a very skilled player, and at Duke, he showed that. Um, I think that's when he had the most eyes on him ever since he was in league. Not as much, but um, you, you see games like this from him a lot. You do. Yeah, I, I want him to be good. I want R.J. Barrett to be really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Because when R.J. Barrett is good, the Knicks look like a top two team in the East. I'm not even kidding when I say that. The Knicks are fun, man. I mean, I had the Cavs in my like conference finals in my predictions, which is ending up oh. to be a complete flop. Yeah. yeah, I did. I, I really like the Cavs. Huh? You had them beating Milwaukee? Yeah, I did. I did, and my reasoning was because Milwaukee couldn't uh, match up with their guards and because they have two t- twin towers down low with Mobley and, and Jared Allen, but they're playing so soft right now. They, they can't play defense, and the Knicks can, can do anything they want offensively. So it's for that reason that um, the Cavs are getting beat. I mean, they are getting beat right now jared allen's uh i mean four rebounds that i mean come on i mean you're seven foot you play 40 minutes and you get four rebounds i mean what what are we doing you know oh, four a, a rebound for every 10 minutes and he's seven foot you know um mobley mobley had seven rebounds and he played for 35 minutes so it's just uh That's i mean Cavs got out rebounded by fourteen. That's just that's a Mizzou stat. Yeah, it is. That's Mizzou basketball vintage. 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 The the Knicks had seventeen offensive rebounds. <laughs> that's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. Um, I, enough about that series. I mean, that series is done. That series is done. Um, the the Cavs lost and. I was wrong to be fair. Um, I, th- I think the Celtics are going to win win the uh, win the East anyway. I, I don't think there's anybody that's going to stop the Celtics. I think it will be Celtics Bucks again. And uh, the only thing that might break it up is the Sixers. We don't know the potential of the Sixers yet uh, with a fully loaded team that they're playing with right now. Um, but. I mean, I mean, we we move on. Uh, I think, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, Warriors, Warriors, Kings. I guess we could go into a little bit. Have you seen any of that? I have, and it's probably the most entertaining series. Hundred percent, I agree. It's actually not even close. Now I think about it. Yeah. Just, um. So, who do you like in this series? Who who's uh, who's really performing? I mean, obviously, it's going to be Curry. I have an answer for who's underperforming, and that's Jordan Poole. Uh, Jordan Poole has been dog shit. He has been nothing short of god-awful in this series. And I've noticed that uh, Jordan Poole only played at 15 minutes in game two. Yeah. I noticed that watching the game. He was on the bench a lot. And he's getting paid big money, like Mm -hmm. big, big money, to play 16 minutes in a playoff game. Like that's, you can't have that. Yeah, it's important to note. Last year it goes to show like the Warriors have too many guards. They do. 
They have too many guards. Gary, ever since they got Gary Payton back, and Seal decline in his minutes because they got Divincenzo too. And Divincenzo is nice. He's been playing. He's been playing well. They've got Divincenzo. They've got Payton. They've got uh. They've got Wiggins too. I mean, he's a forward. Um, Clay Thompson. They've got Curry, obviously. Um, just all these guys that are. I mean, Kaminga. He can play the forward position really well. A lot of these undersized guys that are that are skill guys for them, that do a lot. Um, and and so I think Jordan Poole's kind of getting lost in that. I, I mean, last game he did have twenty two. I think that's important to note. He had twenty two and twenty six minutes, so his numbers are up a little bit. But yeah, that, there's no there's no uh, nothing wrong with pointing out that he did only get 15, 15 minutes. If the Warriors could just somehow develop Jonathan Kaminga, they'd be the best team in the West. You think Jonathan is that good? Easily the most most potential out of everyone on that team. Hmm. And it's not actually that close. Like, I think Poole's already reached his peak. <laughs> I don't see a world where Poole gets any better than what he was like last year when he was dropping like 35 a game for like a random stretch. He was really solid but, as a sport. But like Kaminga, when you get a good game at Kaminga, they're unguardable because you got Wiggins. Wiggins is so underrated, by the way. Yeah, oh, he's really good. I like Wiggins. He's really good. When Wiggins plays and it's Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, uh, Green, and Looney, that's a probably the best, probably the best playoff lineup in basketball. I agree. Not regular season lineup, but playoff lineup. It doesn't that lineup right there is why, even though the Warriors are like a seven seed or whatever the hell they are, is why a lot of people have them pick to win the entire thing. And also, you never know where you have Steph Curry. Right. You'll never know. Curry wow. literally threw up a shot with his shoulders facing the crowd today, and he made it. He's just I, ridiculous, I man. I mean, Curry – the stuff that Curry does because he just like the amount the amount of, the like the amount of hours that Curry has spent on a basketball court is is would be incomprehensible to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be like incomprehensible. N- nobody could even like fathom how much time that dude has spent on the court. Um, and like it's it's gotta be like over ten thousand hours. I feel like. The way he like has an awareness for the basketball hoop, he could be, you know, down dribbling, doing dribbling moves, and he'll like he'll like pop a shot. It doesn't. He doesn't even have to look. He he just knows where the basket like it is the entire time. He's so impressive to watch. I love watching. I don't, I don't know how he does it. I saw some uh, tweet the other day, and it was, "Do you think Curry has hit a million threes total in his career, practice included?" Yes. I think he has. I a hundred percent think he has. Do I think you know so. how much a million is. Yes, I know how much a million is, and I know Steph Curry. I think he's he's done that. Oh, I, I really do. I, well, let's look and see. Let's see how old Curry is. I just can't wrap my head around that. The fact that he's that he can make a million. It is tough to wrap your your mind. He's thirty five. People forget uh, Curry's getting up there in age, but he hasn't aged like like physically once though. He's still no, he still bounces around like he's he's twenty six again, you know. Yeah, he uh, even like the De'Aaron Fox and like the Matthew Delvadova interviews where he's like, I almost died guarding this dude. Yeah, he doesn't stop moving. No, he doesn't. He is a hell to guard. By the way, did you know that Curry is older than Katie? I did not know that. No. Yeah. Katie's 34. Uh, Curry's 35. Katie's only 34. Yeah. Katie's been in the league since like 2007. And he and he did go to college as well. He went to Texas. Yeah. Curry was a four-year though. And Katie was a one-and-done. That's true. That's true. That that probably that probably goes uh, into like how you view them as, as longevity. But – um that being said my glorious king didn't even go to college he was uh by the way 
I, I want to point out a video that I saw on the internet um, before we move off of the NBA. Dylan Brooks um, was trying to play victim. Yeah. Yeah, which is cold. That's a cold dance. Uh, Dylan Brooks was trying to play victim on the internet that I saw. Um, he, he was trying to say that he was trying to say that like um, the media villainizes him and he was trying to say that the fans villainize him and that's they create a persona for him. After the game before saying LeBron's old, um, I, I poke bears. That's what I do. LeBron's old. Dude, do you know like how much of a hypocrite you have to be to say that shit, dude? It is like I'm gonna let you take it away. Also, have you seen the clip of Dylan Brooks at Oregon where he went to college and he's like, I want to be the next Draymond Green for my team? Oh, I have seen that. I have seen that. That was posted. Yeah, I was like, what what the fuck? You hate this dude. Yeah. Like you literally go on podcasts and say how much you hate this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think once again, I had to get bored out for talking about Dylan Brooks again. Yeah, I can't take it. I no, that's true. I I had to uh to blur some of the stuff out that Luke said one time on the podcast because of some of the stuff he said about Dylan Brooks, and I share the exact same views. Um, even the blurred out stuff, I shared the exact same views. I mean, um, I mean, he does spice up the league. To be fair, like it, it is, it is fun some of the stuff that he does, but it's just like. Obviously, what he's trying to do is to make you mad, and it works for guys like me. It works. It works for everyone, dude. Yeah. Like, he has the entire but, NBA community riled up, that, and Memphis fans included. I was going to say, Memphis fans don't even like him. Yeah. They yeah. really don't like him, and Dylan Brooks. Have you heard uh, the clip of Doris Burke like, flaming him during a game? Oh, wasn't that like last night? Yeah, it was last night. Was yeah, like, that was last night. Yeah, he can't shoot. He can't play defense. He just <laughs> so unimportant to this team and something like that. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I put a clip of him like pregame warmups. Um, Lakers fans were like making fun of him because he was missing a bunch of threes. And I said, <laughs> uh, I put it on my my sports society story. And I said, uh, cla- uh, classic Dylan Brooks uh, tossing up Brooks. Uh, like tossing up bricks and catching L's, I think is what I said, because they ended up losing and he missed all the shots. Um, I mean, to be like three for 13 before he got ejected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know how bad that is. The ejection doesn't mean a thing, it does not mean a thing, you know. They actually got better whenever he got ejected, probably. Probably, by the way, Memphis's numbers don't change when he's on the court versus off. I was looking, they don't change at all. So he's not an impact player. Because he he has he almost like tries to copy his game off Harden, but he shoots like he's uh Patrick Beverly, basically. He does. He does. No, he actually dude, his he has like his he has like his feet like very far apart and he's got like this like broken ass shit going on. It is one of the ugliest jumpers in the league, and that's like without bias. Without bias, I think it's one of the ugliest. Oh, no. It's so gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Um, it, it truly is disgusting. Listen, I, I want to move. I want to move from that. Um, who do you like in the NFL draft? Who do you not like? I, I mean, I, I can go after you. I, I know that you I just want to know who, who are guys maybe that are under the radar that you want to see uh, where they go. Well, I want to just address the quarterback situation thing. Yes. Trust me. Mizzou fan here. Watch both Levis and Richardson play. Do not fall for their little physical antic bullshit. I don't care. Richardson maybe because he's actually so physically yeah. gifted. But Will Levis, if you draft him in the first two days, you are making a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. This dude sucks. And he eats the banana with the peel on it. Wait, is is that for real? That's a real clip, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. What kind of a sicko does that? It's like, you can hear like the little snap when he bites into it, too. It's so disgusting. What a sick fuck. (laughs) And it was all brown. I I don't know. It was Uh, 
so gross. But he's not good. Shroud is probably your best pick. That's just me. And if you don't, if you disagree with that, if you think Bryce Young's better, then I'm not mad about that. But yeah. who has the number one pick again? Uh, oh my God. Uh, Panthers. Yeah, uh, Panthers have first pick. Yeah, they uh, they really can't fuck up or else they're screwed. Like completely screwed. I I really don't think you can go wrong. Um, with with either Young or Stroud, I really don't. I mean, I think both guys are solid. I think that Bryce Young is more skilled. I, I don't think that's in question. I think he's the more skilled quarterback out of the yes. two. He's yeah. just he's just so damn small, and and you know how NFL scouts hate that. They hate um you know being undersized. Yeah, I don't. I never understood that though, because then you look at guys like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, and they hold their own pretty damn well. Yeah. Well. Well, like Seattle Russell Wilson, not Denver Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's 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 important to note. You got to note that part. Yeah, sure. Broncos country. That's right. <laughs> right off, right to fucking three and fourteen. Or whatever the By the way, was. you want to talk about a boomer bust year? This is a boom or bust year for the uh, for the for the Broncos because they just gave up their their number one pick or their not their number one pick their their first round pick. For a coach, um, you know, Sean Payton's now going to the Broncos. And this is a this is pretty much an all or nothing move, I feel like. They have so much talent. Um, they they I mean they remind me of my Mizzou Tigers because they have a good defense as well. And it was just the quarterback position. I felt like that was holding them back. Their defense is actually insane. I think uh Jerry Judy's pretty disappointing to me. Yeah. I feel like he hasn't really took that leap that he should be taking or that he has inside of him. But they were Broncos were apparently like they were like trying to see what offers they would get for Jerry Judy. And the Broncos were trying to get like a first round pick out of him. Mm. Which I thought was crazy. Yeah. Like a like a second, I would be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. No, first is first. At uh, first is too much because Jerry Judy hasn't. Um, I think he has the physical tools to be a wide receiver one. I don't think that's in question. I think his route running is 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 absurd. I think it it, it can be top five in the league. If you if you watch his his like route running highlights, what he can do to people is like disgusting. He's up there with Brendan Ayuk, um, Cooper Cup, some of these great route guys that you know. Um, Hunter Renfro is another one that comes to mind. These guys, I mean, they can route people up, and he's up there with them. Yeah, I mean, their footwork is – it's its criminal how fast they can move their feet, <laughs> how fast they can change directions. It is. It's like – but that's what makes uh, corners so much more impressive to me. How the fuck do you play quarterback? Yeah, the dude, DB is – and I know, I know QB's tough – I know reading everything and then making the right decision is tough. DB is the hardest position in the entire game. It is. At 100%. That's my take. I think it is. I I can't argue with that because you have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. with the other receiver. They yeah. can run a million different routes. You have absolutely no idea. And you have to read the quarterback. And if you're in a zone, you have to guard up one specific area even if you even if you do know the route guess what now you have to physically keep up with a super athlete and then you have to make the play it's like dude i mean it's like i feel like dbs are kind of like kind of like referees where like you only really notice dbs whenever they get like completely beat unless they get a pick of course but like um You really only notice like like Eli Apple whenever dude gets moss in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that like whenever uh, I watch football, like we watch red zone because why the fuck not? Yeah, it's sweet. And every I always look at corners. I always look to see who's getting clamped. Yeah, because when you have having a shutdown corner come playoff time is so so important. And uh, getting your secondary burnt like toast is 
it's not going to help you at all. <laughs> no, it won't help you. Especially because come playoff time, there's no shitty QBs. No. You can get away with having a shit defense when you're playing against Baker Mayfield Week 16 with the Rams. Mm. But you're not going to be able to get away with it when you're facing Patrick Mahomes and uh, Arrowhead during the AFC Divisional or whatever, whatever that's yeah. called. It's like it's almost like also who guards Travis Kelsey seriously? Yeah, I mean Travis is. I mean he's the outlier though. No, I mean he is like. I mean he's just a receiver at the tight end position, a big body receiver. Travis Kelsey is a receiver in a O lineman's body. Yeah, and he and he will give you 150 yards a game. Yeah, he will. It's unfair. It's unfair. And that just makes DB even harder. Like, you have to be more physical than Travis Kelsey. Tough to do. That's not possible. No. Especially because most corners weigh under 200 pounds. Yeah, 100%. No, yeah. I mean, you pretty much have to or else you're too slow. I know, and you can't be too short or else you're going to get head tapped every single yes. play. But yeah, they'll just throw too. the jump ball on you. Yeah, that's why. And every for some reason, every receiver just seems to be six foot four now. <laughs> yeah. If you go, yeah, I mean, that, that certainly helps out your draft stock if you're six four. Yeah, that's uh like DK. DK is yeah, I mean he's he's a beast. You know who I like who is was picking up some stock is the kid out of TCU. Um, oh, uh, Quentin Johnston. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's got size. He's got pretty good speed and pretty good hands. I like him. He's got length. Yeah. Like so lengthy. Mm-hmm. He will uh, go up and he reminds me of Mike Williams. Yeah, is he is he as big as him? I don't know if he's as tall as him, but he's yeah. got the longest limbs I've he's got ever seen a receiver. Very lengthy. Um so, someone else that i I have mentioned on the podcast before that I really like is Darnell Washington. Just like physically, probably up there with Anthony Richardson in terms of like physical, what he can do, um, his potential. If if he gets in the right hands, that guy can be a monster, like a legitimate oh, monster. Uh, the tight end out of Georgia. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, dude. He is seven. He is six foot seven. He's six seven two seventy. Um, he makes one-handed catches like he's a wide receiver. He's the best blocking tight end in the entire draft. He, he <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, come who who is going to who is going to tackle that guy? Who is he's a bigger Derrick Henry when he catches the ball, literally. Oh, uh, speaking of Derrick Henry, apparently he's about to get traded to the Eagles. No way is that happening. There's no way. I don't know. I don't know. I thought, he was, I thought they were saying Cowboys. I think that's a possibility as well. Nobody wants Zeke from what I hear. Fuck <laughs> the Cowboys. Yeah, fuck the Cowboys. Um, I, I want to move into the draft if you're okay with that. Um, we did a draft last time, and I, it was okay, but I feel like I have a better one now. Um, my draft is because the NBA playoffs are underway. I want to do an all-time NBA draft in terms of like an actual team. So you have point guard through center. I want to go round by round and see what what our top, our uh, starting fives would be. You cool with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, we'll spin the wheel for who goes first. Um, I obviously have it already set. Actually, I know. I guess it refreshed, but um. I'm excited for this. I did a similar thing with my buddy Ryan on the beach, and I, I'd be—I think there will be some similar names, but I, I really want to see how this would go. Um, put it in Luke and Andrew, and we spin it. Here it goes. Oh, the wheel likes you today, man. The wheel likes me today. This has not happened, by the way. The last uh, couple podcasts, I've had the last pick, um, but with my first pick. I am going to get um, – I think I'm going to go – I'm going to get LeBron James at my three. I'm going to go LeBron James. I think he's the best overall player. 
um, ever, and I'm going to take him because I think he's the clear best uh, small forward ever. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to make this easy for myself. I'm going to go with Mr. Jordan. Uh, I mean, I don't – I'm one of the people who uh, don't see a true goat. I see a 1A and a 1B. Mm. Yeah. They're both great at different things, and you can't compare that. Like, you can compare things all you want. Blood has more points. Jordan's better finals. Like, yeah. It, it's all, it just evens out. It evens out to me. That's a good take. Um, that, that was a clear two pick, I think. I agree with you there. Um, my number, my, my second pick is going to be, um, it's going to be a point guard. I think he's head and shoulders the best ever now, in my opinion. Uh, Steph Curry. I hate take, you. I you. I'm taking Steph at my two uh, as as my second pick. I think I have a, I have a different strategy going going through this. Um, I mean, I think I have two of my favorite players on the same team. It's going to be tough to stop. Oh, you're such a dick. That was actually going to be my next pick. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next pick. I actually hate you. Uh, I'm going to go Kareem at my five. Okay. I think that's I think. Definitely one of the most skilled players you'll ever see for his time. Yeah. The, he had the most unguardable move in basketball history. That's true. That's true. He did. He scored 38,000 points without making a single three pointer. I mean, it doesn't matter if you put Yao Ming on him. He's still going to do the sky hook. And it's so, he did so well with it. That's a great pick. Um, I'm going to go with a guy at my number four. Um, I think he is is one of the greatest players ever. Um, I think he I think he gets underrated a little bit just because of his career path. But I'm going to take Kevin Durant um, at my number four. I know it's a wild pick. I know it's a wild pick, but I'm going to explain myself because I think he brings a lot of length. I think that um, I think that what he can do in terms of like with the ball. I think this makes my lineup like completely unstoppable offensively, um, and I'll and I'll go through why with my next few picks. Wow, you're going a complete different route than I was thinking. My other one that I was on the fence was with is probably who you're going to pick, which was which was going to be Tim Duncan, um, who would have been my. Oh, uh, that's not going to be my pick. Hmm. Because he is too boring. And I don't like that. <laughs> That's a great take. <laughs> Tim Duncan's too so, boring. I have a two and a five. I'm going to go ahead and at my three, give me the best white player ever. Larry uh, Bird. Great pick. Probably the dude who talked the most shit and backed up every single piece of it ever. The dog. He's a dog. He goes up to a dude, says, I'm going to play. You're so shit at basketball. I'm going to play my, with my left hand for the entire game, and I'm still going to drop a 40 murder on you. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. That. Um, I'm going to go with my five with my center. I'm going to go Shaquille O'Neal, big diesel. Um, you could hack him if you wanted, but this guy, I mean, down on the post, I think if you put Kareem on him, I think he's going to eat all game. I think he's going to – I think he can have 40 on Kareem. And so I'm going to put Shaq hey, – Chill, chill. I chill. think he can have 40, dude. I mean, go look at fucking what Shaq could do. I'm telling you, he's bumping Kareem right out of the way and just jamming on him every time. Do you know how many blocks Kareem had in his career? Bro, he played in like the 60s. He's not stopping Shaq. He's blocking he mailman. First off, he was 70s and 80s. Let's not say 60s now. That's Wilt. Yeah, that's that's actually fair. But 70s, I mean, still. Who are we playing against? Plumbers? Uh, old heads won't like that one. But yeah, they won't like that. I really don't have a 70s crowd in my in my podcast, though. So. Yeah, that's why we have a young following in the podcast. Yeah. Hmm. I think I have to go with my point guard, though, and... My team's old as shit. <laughs> you going with Magic? Favorite players. Um, 
But I think you have to go Magic, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree with the pick. He's he's great, by the way. He is really great. I don't I don't know what other argument there would be for another point guard besides Magic and Curry to be picked in this draft. Yeah. If you can think of one, I'll be shocked. Like I don't know who compares to those guys. Who can match Curry at the point guard position? Um or even Magic. I mean, oh, I think Oscar Robertson. Yeah. Oh, Oscar yeah. Robertson. Yeah. Um, Stockton's just an assist guy, pretty much. Isaiah Thomas, Steve Nash. Um, Steve Nash, one of the most wildly overrated players of all time. <laughs> That's true. The fact he won back-to-back MVPs is. You could go insane. AI. Never won anything, but still a great talent. Great talent. I don't really know what else is there to debate about that. So, Continue. you go on magic. Yeah, I magic at, at his one. Um, my two is is pretty clear. I mean, it's he's the second greatest shooting guard ever. Um, the late, the great Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Um, Kobe Bryant is going to be at my number two. I think in terms of like offensive, I don't think this could go any better for me. Um, I think like offensively, my team is like it's it's really legit. So I'm interested to see who you have at your four. Who's not Tim Duncan? Um, because I'm gonna go with who will be the best power forward of all time. Give me okay, Giannis. Or because I knew ever since you picked Durant very early, I could get Giannis on that last spot if I wanted to. Yeah, good for you. That's that was that was a fair play. Um, and yeah. Giannis is first off, he's just he's just getting started, by the way. He's uh he's gonna be here for a while, what it sounds like. And yeah, you might have Kevin Durant, but Giannis can stop that all day. Giannis is it, his progression has just been just insane. I think well my reasoning was because if I have LeBron if I've got LeBron, Giannis, Shaq, I mean, what type of shooting do I have at my three, four, and five? You know, I, I wanted a little bit of length. I knew I wanted Shaq, and I knew I wasn't getting any skill on the on the perimeter with him. So I, I wanted a, another perimeter guy, and uh, I think with Kevin Durant, I got that. So that was my reasoning for KD. I'm curious, where do you have Giannis all-time power forward right now? As I already have him, like, I already have him at least top five. Um, just even off of what he's done, like his intangibles right now, um, what I what I have him at. Let's see, all time. I have him uh, third. Let's see. So, <sighs> there's been some great ones. He's um, so. Who do you have him? At? Do you have him in front of Dirk? So I go. I go Tim Duncan. I Good. go Kevin Garnett. I go Giannis. I go Carl Malone, and I go Dirk at five. KG over Giannis. Hmm. The KG, you don't know prime KG. I mean, I've seen clips. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he was good. He was really good. He was like, he's, he was great. He is an all-time he's great. Been, he's probably the best defensive player ever at the position. He's the best defensive uh, power forward, you, you said? Yes, I don't even think it's close. You're not taking uh, Dennis Rodman over him defensively? I'm I'm taking Dennis Rodman's rebounding, maybe, but not his defense. Hmm. Maybe Horace Grant? <laughs> I mean, Horace, Grant? Horace Grant? Horace uh, Grant. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, he, I'm very similar to you and in, to where I have him. I, I think Giannis... Um, I think he steps on Kevin Garnett, prime Kevin Garnett. I think Giannis is too he's too physically he's too physically talented, Giannis. He's too strong. He's too athletic. Um and KG to be to be fair, like I only really saw him um after his prime. But I've you know, I, I'm just going off base of like what I know. I think Giannis is better than him. I have him second overall after um Tim Duncan in my top five. A lot of people get mad at me when I say Dirk's at five. Outside of like 
the finals run, which I get, was like insane. Historic. Historic. Like, yeah. I have him at four. You do. Yeah, I I have him at four. I think he's an all time great. Um, Obviously, the Dirk fadeaway is is famous. I have him over Malone. but Malone is just a sick fuck. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no. Okay. Yeah, sure. Malone did some fucked up things, but he also dropped thirty on your best on your best player every single night. <laughs> yeah, I I understand that. I just think I don't know. I think that Dirk has a much better resume, and that's that would be my reasoning for putting him up there. I've uh, asked like uh, Jimbo about some opinions on well, like basketball opinions on Carmelo, and he said. That he was just the best score he's ever seen. I mean, dude, because of all the stuff that's happened with him, I think he's overlooked. Carl Malone is. He, if you go back and look, like, do him and Stockton, if it wasn't for Jordan, they would have been winning, I think, like almost every single time. I feel like they were legit. They were really good. Jordan, yeah, Jordan really fucked up a lot of good, <laughs> yeah, good, good players, good teams. Yeah, he did, and that's—I mean—that's why he was the second overall pick in this, and and arguably first, he could have been, could have been first. Um, but I mean, that—that's pretty much all I got, dude. I mean, do you have anything else? Um, anything else? Uh, I'm gonna say my my bold NBA statement, and it's that. The winner comes from the West this year. I don't think that's bold. A lot of people seem to disagree. I don't know what it is, but everyone's meat munching the East right now. Well, I think it's a similar, and I said this before, I think it's a similar dynamic to the NFL. I think the East is like the um, is like the AFC. is like the NFC. And I think the Wait, West the is like the AFC. I think the West is like the AFC. And and my reasoning is I think that the the um the West has more teams that are capable of actually winning the finals. I think they're they have deeper teams. Um, but I think when it comes to are you are you lagging at all? Are you good? No, I'm good. You good? Okay. And, and then I think like when it comes to teams that can legitimately win it in the East, I think it, it really boils down to Celtics and Bucks. And it's just like the 49ers and the Eagles in the NFC. That would be my yeah, team. but then none of them won. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Because there was a man named Patrick, and there was a really good tight end, <laughs> and a really fat head coach, and they won. They're great. They're too great. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was another episode of Sports Society. Shout out to, again to Luke. Luke, any any final statements? Um, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, you're lagging. You're lagging. You're lagging. Yeah, the currently figure. You're lagging. Give me a second. It might be me lagging. You're just out fast. What's up? Wait, can you hear me now? I said that uh, St. Louis Cardinals suck dick right now. Wow. Okay. Didn't they win yesterday? They won yesterday, right? Or was that today? Yeah, I guess, well, technically yesterday. Gonna be yesterday. Yeah, so they they did win. Uh, Nolan Gorman is unreal, but our rotation is so – Fucking terrible. I would maybe take Rockwood Summit's high school rotation. <laughs> I, I mean, we're talking just some of the – we have like in through the first like 22 games, we have seven quality starts. Seven. I think our rotation, and I'm not kidding, I think it is bottom ten in the league. I, I would go to say bottom five. We have Jake Woodford. Jake Woodford. <laughs> yeah. We're trying robot. stuff out, I feel like. Jordan Hicks sucks. Uh, <laughs> he sucks. He really he sucks. Four, but he could also hit the fucking lady sitting behind home plate. Yeah. Beamer. That is. And, I don't know. Hitting has been, like, okay, I guess, like. I mean, it hasn't been, like, insane, but it's not losing us games. Right. 
losing us games is just us giving up fucking seven runs. I think you're right on the money. I think I think so. Um, yeah, so we will definitely get into some more baseball as the baseball season progresses. Hockey is looking good. Um, it's it's going to shape up to be a really interesting Stanley Cup Finals, which I'm I'm very very excited to get into that. We're going to be getting into hockey extensively next week, so be ready for that. We're going to have um, we're setting up to have Beezer on Brandon Catalano, which will be a very entertaining episode. I feel like so stay tuned for that. And uh, that was another episode of Sports Society. Thank you, Luke. Of course, anytime.